We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. How we doing? Hope you're doing well. Today is Tuesday, July 6th. How's your July going? Now, if you're listening to this on July 6th, then you know that Phoenix has a big game tonight. It's game one of the NBA finals. And being a Arizona sports fan, I feel like I haven't allowed myself to fully embrace the playoffs because I have had my heart broken before and I've just been so cautious throughout the whole playoffs because I'm just like, oh my gosh, just anything can happen. But um, truly, I'm just so obsessed with this team. They are so likable and I guess I'm kind of biased being a Arizona sports fan, Suns fan since I was a little kid. But this team is just so enjoyable to watch. Chris Paul and his leadership is next level. Of course, I watch these games and I'm just dissecting how he just shows up and his presence and what he does. And anyway, that's not what this episode's about, but I'm just real excited to watch the game in this series. This is just going to be so, so, so special and been waiting for this for most of my life. I mean, I was three the last time the Suns were in the finals. And I do have memories watching the game with my family. And just it's just so crazy. And anyway, that's not what this episode's about. So I'm not going to go into um, a rant about the Suns. But I'm just sharing where I'm at. And I'm very excited for this game tonight. Anyway, today's episode is about actually, I mean, I'm not going to tie this into the sons, but I could turn, tie this into really anything. But the last episode that I shared was about halfway checkpoint. You know, we're halfway through the year. We're in Q3, uh, looking back at the goals and the visions that we set for ourselves at the beginning of the year and doing a little reflection. So if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen to it because it's important to understand where you're at right now. And nothing has gone wrong. If you haven't even taken one step towards your goal, that's some good information to help you decide what's the next best step. So go and listen to that episode and then come back to this one because this episode, I'm going to share what holds us back. And I'm going to share this in two parts because I really want to break down each thing that gets in the way. So I'm going to share common obstacles and then I'm going to share how to overcome them. And these are common obstacles to success. And when I say success, I mean your success, the way that you measure success. So I put success in quotes because everyone measures success differently. So the common obstacles that we face are fear and failure, and they have so much in common. And a lot of times I work with clients and they say that failure is their greatest fear. So maybe this resonates with you. And this is a self-defeating mindset because it stops you from moving forward. It stops you from living a life that you want to live. A lot of clients say to me, I have a real fear of failure. And even seemingly confident people share this with me as well. And I think one of the best things about being a life coach is how to teach people how to overcome both fear and failure and how to use fear and failure in their advantage. 
It is so amazing to help clients come up with strategies to work through their fear, to overcome failure, to use failure, to move them forward. And that's what I'm going to teach you today. Because when you learn these skills, you have the ability to use fear and failure to your advantage. Yes, you heard that right. The two things that you're afraid of, you have an opportunity to use it to your advantage. Sounds pretty dope, doesn't it? The thing that I've noticed with failure is there's a lot of talk about how to not fail and how to succeed. But I think there needs to be more talk about how to fail and how to do it properly. So you've heard me maybe talk about this before, but I learned how to fail at a very early age. Now, it was miserable. Um, but looking back to where I am now, I have realized that a lot of my lessons through failure has helped me get to me to this place. So I was in traditional schooling and I went to a very challenging, I mean, all of schooling was challenging for me. And that's because traditional school, God bless, does not work for a neurodiverse brain. And I have a neurodiverse brain. So I failed all the way through. I would say, like, what's my earliest memory of failure? I mean, probably third grade, a social studies presentation. I mean, I have very vivid um, touch points of certain failures in my life, and it was terrible. I mean, I felt so stupid. I felt not good enough, not smart enough. I just, you know, school was a real, was a real challenge for me. Now, looking back, um, I actually learned how to fail. Like I actually learned the skill of failure. Now, I wish I would have understood what that meant, but you know, that's neither here nor there because it led me to where I am today. So when we look at failure, now looking more specifically at how to fail, most people don't go for their dreams because they don't want to fail. That's it. Like I ask people all the time, well, why have you done it? I've even done this this goal, this this dream that you have. It's totally achievable. And it always comes back to, I'm afraid to fail. Now, most people just stop there. They're just like, well, I'm afraid to fail, so I'm just going to stay safe in my cave and not have to do anything and just stay in my comfort zone. But they don't take the next step of asking themselves why they don't want to fail. So when someone comes to me and they say they have a real fear of failure, I ask them, what does that mean? What are you afraid of? What is failure to you? Why are you afraid of it? It's like really looking at this and being able to transform the relationship with failure. I did an Instagram poll not too long ago and I asked people what their greatest fear was. 85 people responded, fear of failure. Now, I didn't have the time to go through and ask each of one of them these questions, but what I found when I do ask people why they're afraid of failing they say, you know, I'm not really sure, right? Like when I ask them these questions, I'm like, well, what's failure mean to you? They've never looked at it in that way. So as a life coach, my goal is to get to the root of the issues. I'm not here just to solve the problems. I'm here to solve the causes of the problems, but to the root of it. Because yeah, you can solve something, right? You can put a Band-Aid on something, but that's not actually making a long-lasting sustained change. So with coaching, it's important to get to the root. And the way that we do that is by asking questions. 
We need to ask ourselves questions in order to understand ourselves. And what I've learned is the reason most people have problems is because they don't actually understand what their problems are. So when it comes to fear of failure, the first thing that we have to do is understand what failure is. What does failure mean? Literally, what does it mean? What's it mean to you? And then what's it actually mean? So according to the Googles, the definition of failure is the omission of expected or required action. The omission of expected or required action. I mean, this is a great definition of failure because it seems really simple and really not that intense as we make failure out to be. And this definition doesn't seem to match up with how intense we think the experience of failure is. So why is fear of failure a problem? Now, think about this. If we just explained fear of failure as not doing our expected action or someone else not doing our expected action, that seems pretty mild, right? So imagine if we didn't use failure and we said there was an omission of action on either my part or yours, and we just called that failure. It really is not that big of a deal. It's just that something didn't turn out the way we had expected. It's literally it. Something didn't turn out the way that it expected. That's what failure actually means. Now, most people, what happens is because they're so afraid of failing, they just stop expecting. So they never have a chance to fail, which is ironic because they're failing anyway. They just don't do the things they're afraid of failing. But as a result, by not trying, they're failing, right? So it's like kind of a double-edged sword. Because what leads, what the next thing is, is they have low expectations and we just, they start going through the same cycle of life. And then this leads to staying within one's comfort zone. And if you stay in your comfort zone, then you never have to deal with meeting an expectation that you set or someone else sets on you. And I think that this does human beings a real disservice. Because people don't do things that make them feel alive because they're not putting themselves out there because they're so afraid of failing. And when they're not putting themselves out there because they're afraid, they end up doing themselves a huge disservice because yes, it might seem safe and harmless, but it keeps us from thriving. When we pull back and we stay in our comfort zone and we don't have any expectations and we just allow ourselves to go through the motions of life, we are just existing. And if anyone has gone through a low point in their life, existing doesn't feel great, right? When we are existing, like that's not what we're meant, how we're meant to live. We're meant to be alive. We're meant to live. And just existing and going through the motions is the exact opposite of that. So that's why having a fear of failure is a problem because it stops us from living. It literally stops us from living our life. Our, our purpose as humans is to grow and evolve. If our ancestors didn't grow and evolve, we would not be here. So we know that that is a very important piece of being a human. But if you just stop expecting and you stop doing things because you're afraid of failing, then you're just going through the motions, which is the exact opposite of what we're here to do. So now that you know that why fear of failure is a problem, let's talk about the root cause of fear of failure. 
So chances are, if you have a fear of failure, that might just mean that you are avoiding failing. And what that means is you're avoiding an emotion. That's it. So when you notice that you're having, you know, you have the fear of failure, it's important to ask yourself, like, what are you avoiding or why are you avoiding failing? Right? What is the reason you're avoiding failing? And every time I ask this question, it always boils down to a feeling. If failure means not meeting your expectation or taking the required action to meet your expectation, then what's going to happen is that you're going to think a thought that is going to create a negative emotion. So what's interesting about this is when you don't meet your expectation, the only feeling you're going to end up having is based on what you decide to think because all of our thoughts create how we feel. So when you set out to do something, you have an expectation of the result and you miss that expectation. At that point, you get to decide what to make that mean. And you get to decide what you're going to think about not meeting that expectation. If you think about it in a way that hurts your feelings, if you think about it in a way that's disappointing, then you're going to experience negative emotion. Tracking with me on that? Now, ironically, the whole reason you're avoiding failing is that you're avoiding something that you have complete control over. That something is your reaction to failing. Now, stay with me because this is really important. You're avoiding something you are in charge of and acting like it's happening to you. Most people think that failure happens to them and they have to experience it, but that's not the truth. What happens is we miss our expectation and then we decide to make it mean something that hurts. We decide to make it mean something that causes a negative emotion. You're tracking with me on that? So the reason why we avoid failure is because of the unwanted negative feelings, right? We're avoiding feeling negative emotion, but that is something you have total control over. So we're avoiding something that we have control over. So by not doing the thing or putting yourself out there, you're holding yourself back from living a life that you are meant to live over something that you have complete control over. If you, if something happens, if you experience a failure, you get to decide what you want to make that mean. Let that sink in. If you experience failure, it's not happening to you. You get to decide what you make that mean. That's how much power you have. That is how much control you have over your emotional life. So how we choose to experience failure is up to us. So when we don't meet our expectations, we can decide to make that mean that it's totally the end of the world and we're the worst, or we can decide to make it mean something positive. In making it mean that it's something positive, we won't be dreading the experience of that very thing that we can create for ourselves, which is the negative emotion. But this is so, 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 so important. So I think of the podcast, for example, right? Like I could record a podcast episode and I could have a goal of having 10,000 listeners, right? And I get the data back and I only have 5,000 listeners. 
So I could think, oh, what a fail. I've only had 5,000 people listen. Um, I was excited to record a podcast, but not as many people as I want to be listening. And then that creates a whole negative dialogue that creates a whole negative conversation in my mind. What a fail. Only 5,000 listeners. I shouldn't even record the podcast. No one likes it anyway. People don't want what I have to offer. I'm not good at this and I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> and I mean, we've all been there. This is actually a example of something that happened to me when I first started creating the podcast. And it feels terrible. And the reason why it feels terrible is because I'm making it mean that there's something wrong with me and that I should never do it again. Right. So I'm saying that I am no good at this and I shouldn't be doing it. That's the only reason why it feels terrible because I have that thought. The fail is only awful because I'm making it awful. So I start avoiding something that I'm the cause of without realizing it. I'm avoiding it and I'm causing it, which is so ironic. Okay, so that is one way to look at it, right? The reason it feels terrible is because I'm making it mean that there's something wrong with me. Now, the other way of looking at it could be, hey, I have 5,000 listeners. That's half of my goal. Now, it might not, it didn't meet my expectation, but I'm almost halfway there and I can move forward from that place instead of making it mean that I'm no good at the podcast and I should quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> okay, so now we understand that failure is not the problem. So even if you still are like, yeah, 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 I hear you, Brittany, but I still am allergic to failure. Let's talk about how to get better at it because the way to get better at it is through practicing it. So if we look at the definition of failure, right, the omission of expected or required action, think to yourself, I didn't do something. The reason that only 5,000 people are listening to my podcast is because of an omission of action on my part. I can do it differently next time, right? So instead of looking at it like it means something's wrong with me, it's just looking at like, okay, what could I do differently next time to reach my goal of 10,000 listeners? And this is going to be such a game changer because, yeah, maybe I could share the podcast with um, a friend. Maybe I can send an email out. Maybe I can post it on my Instagram. Maybe I can ask people to repost it on their Instagram. Like there's tons of action that I could take. But the problem with having the negative thought or avoiding the emotion is I can't take action from that place because now I'm just stuck and piddling in it, right? So when you can look at it of like, okay, the reason why I didn't meet my expectation is because of an, a, an action I didn't take. What can I do different next time? When you look at it this way, the failure experience doesn't feel so bad. It actually makes me want to learn and grow. So do you see that I'm the one determining how failure will affect me? I get to decide what I want to think when I don't meet my expectation. I get to decide what I want to think when I don't meet my expectation. And that means I get to choose what I think and that will impact how I feel. Success is one of those things that is acquired by failure and being willing to fail. Now, there's this quote out there that says, if you want to be successful, then you're going to need to double your rate of failure. And maybe that's giving you the hives just thinking about it. But I believe that the better you get at failing, the more willing you are to do it, the more you're going to learn, the better you are going to get at meeting your expectations. 
This is the way. Literally, this is the way. This is how you overcome. You have to practice failing. Literally, that's it. You have to practice failing. That's, that is the way. So that is really important. Now, the next part is also just as important because you're like, okay, I'm in. I want to practice failing. I want to practice failing early. I want to practice failing often. You know, the whole, the whole, as the quote goes. Um, now, when we get to this place, we are open to it, but it's really important not to beat yourself up. Okay. So if failure is not meeting your expectations, then success is meeting your expectations. And the best way to meet them is to practice. And then by doing so, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to learn what doesn't work. So when you focus on why you didn't meet your expectations, and when you think about taking action in that way, you're not dwelling on the fact that you quote unquote failed. Instead, you're focusing on what you need to do to succeed. Now, a lot of times people will be come to me and they say that they're a perfectionist and they're like, I just want to do it right and I want to give it my all. And if I'm not willing to do it perfectly, then I'm not going to do it. Right. And the thing about perfectionism is I think perfectionism is just another word for feel of fear of failure, because when you're a perfectionist, you're scared to put yourself out there so you don't take action and it just perpetuates the cycle again. So when you are in that headspace of perfectionism, that if you can't do it perfectly, you're not going to do it at all again, you're already failing by not doing it. So you might as well try something so you can at least learn from it. Here's the deal. I'm just going to go ahead and say and put this out there. You are going to fail and it's probably going to happen a lot of times. But the most important thing that I want you to remember is you have to have your own back. In order to grow from your quote-unquote failures, you have to have your own back. You have to treat yourself with respect and you're going to have to honor yourself. You're going to use it as an opportunity to learn and to take care of yourself. You're going to use this as an opportunity to love yourself more instead of loving yourself less. You have to have your own back, which means you're going to refuse to say mean things about yourself, beating yourself up, mean things about your abilities, your capabilities, all of the things that you beat yourself up over. You have to have your own back when you don't meet your expectation. If you set yourself up this way ahead of time before you start taking action, you're going to be much more willing to take action. Not only will you be more willing to take action, but you'll be more willing to take a risk that requires success. That means you're going to have to put yourself out of a comfort zone and try something you haven't done before. And that's pretty risky. But what are you risking? Failure. And yeah, sure, you could fail. But if you know that you're going to take care of yourself if and when you fail, then you're going to be much more willing to do it. If you're much more willing to fail, you're going to double your rate of failure, which means you're going to double your rate of success. In doing so, you're going to have a high chance of achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve. So something else that I want to share with you is a belief that I have or a thought that I have that there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback because that's really what it is. It's feedback. It's information. It's learning. So what if we never use the word failure ever again and we just used it as learning? 
I think it's an important way to look at our failures. They're opportunities to learn. We didn't take the type of action that was necessary to get the results we wanted. So we just need to adjust them and change it until we meet our expectation. Think about failure in a way that's positive. Think about it as something to move towards instead of something to move away from. I like the idea of failure being a skill that we have to develop. If you're going, if you're good at falling down, we learn how to fall down well, and it's not so scary anymore. I think that the more that we can fail, the more that we will transform our relationship with failure, and then we can help others transform their relationship with failure. I like to think of failure as being a skill that we develop. If we're good at falling down, we learn how to fall down well, and it's not so scary anymore. Think about it. The idea that failure can be something that we embrace is exciting. This gets us excited about the future and what we get to create because you get good at failure by doing it often. And I think that that's where we ultimately have the opportunity to grow the most. Let's look at the benefits of failing. Now, this example is a bit overused, but I think that an example of a little kid learning how to walk is a great timeless example because toddlers have epic falls and it's not pretty. You know, we've all seen a toddler bite the dust multiple times before they get across the room. And what's so interesting about it are the mechanics. One of the reasons that they're not walking well is because they don't have the strength. They have to push themselves back up and that by pushing themselves back up is what gives them the strength to eventually be able to walk. So if they stopped trying to walk because they thought they were failing, they would never have the opportunity to be strong enough to walk. So it's through failing and falling down that they get strong enough to do it. And that is the exact same for you, my friend. So if you have your goals and you're halfway through the year and there's certain things that you're not taking action on, look at the reason why. If it's the fear of failing, you're in good company, my friend. And going through these steps of first understanding why you're afraid to fail, asking yourself questions, what's the worst thing that can happen, and really being able to transform that vibration, that energy within your body into something that's going to help you move forward, you will be able to accomplish whatever it is that you want in your life because you are in control of how you feel. You have the control of how you feel because you get to choose thoughts that create that experience. So that is part one of the obstacles that stand in the way of success. So let this sink in. Look at your relationship with failure and see what you can learn from your past failures. Look at the action steps that you've been taking up until this point and see how you can course correct into the direction that you want to go, right? The results that you have might not be the ultimate result that you want, but at least you have some good information, some good data that's going to help you make a decision of what's the next best step. So remember to fail fast and fail often, my friend, because that is exactly how you are going to reach your wildest dreams. All right, my friend, if you need any help with transforming your relationship with failure, 
I am your girl. I love this topic. I love talking to people about it. I love helping my clients through it. So let me know if you're interested in coaching. I have two spots available for July and I would love to chat with you if you have any questions about how I can help you overcome your fear of failure. All right, my friend, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Go Suns. Until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend. Bye.